Hey there, Sharon Hornells from here for the Get Up and Go Challenge. This month, the month of September, we are going to talk about set up for success. How do we set ourselves up for success on all different topics as we lead into the October month-long 30-day, 30-plus day Get Up and Go Challenge. But I wanted to discuss and I thought it'd be awesome to just talk about different topics that keep coming up for myself and for other people, especially during a year like 2020 with all of the COVID changes and all of the changes and challenges that every one of us are facing, what are some of the topics that just keep keep coming up? What are some of the questions I keep getting? And one of them is the last couple of weeks, it's all about how do I deal with this situation? How do I have, what do I do? What kind of coping mechanisms, tools, tricks, strategies, uh, ideas can I use to deal with this situation or that situation? And it all comes down to, not only just coping and surviving a situation, but how do I come out better? How do I thrive in any given challenge or change versus just surviving? And what kind of a coping mechanism? How do I how do I figure this out? How do I get through this? And it reminded me, I was thinking about traffic as I was thinking about coping mechanisms because back in my working days in corporate America, and I go back a ways because I haven't driven for the last couple of years, so maybe traffic is less emotional a, a topic for me than it used to be, but I used to have to drive at least one hour each way to my, my job. I was working for a big industrial bakery, and it was a good hour without any traffic. Zero traffic, great road conditions, no weather, no nothing. It was a minimum of an hour away each way, right? So I work five days a week or sometimes more, but five days a week for sure. And I had two, two little kids at home and my husband worked second shift. So we had to figure this out. And I got to the point where I hated traffic. I took traffic personally. I would get all upset if there was traffic. And I, because I knew it was lengthening the amount of time it would take me to get from home to work, work to home. And as I was starting this job, the, you know, it got, at first my kids, I guess they were always in school when I started, when I worked there. I worked there five years. So um, traffic just really started to annoy me. And I realized that it was affecting me. It was affecting the way I think and thought about things. It was affecting how I felt when I got to work. It was affecting how I felt when I got home. And I used to, um, I, I knew I had to figure out ways to deal with it because the traffic wasn't going to go away, right? Was the environment going to change? Was there going to be less traffic? Well, sure, some days there'd be less, some days there'd be more. And how was I going to respond to that? So I, I did a couple of things. Number one, I knew that I couldn't change the traffic. I couldn't change it. I couldn't really change the situation or the environment. I needed to be at work at a certain time and I needed to be home by a certain time in order to meet my kids within a reasonable time of the school bus dropping them off or all chaos and all hell would break loose to be perfectly honest because I had two super active, very high energy kids and a boy and a girl and I would come home sometimes and my son would be using my daughter as target practice for his paintball training and he always patted her up and gave her a chance but it wasn't probably the best experience for her or they would get into other things. So I wanted to make sure that nothing bad ever happened. And so could I have gotten somebody to meet him at the house, be a babysitter and stuff to take the pressure off the traffic? Yep, that would have been one of the things that I could have done, but I did not do. I chose to do a couple of things because I knew that I couldn't change the environment. I couldn't change the situation. My husband's schedule wasn't gonna change. He was in a, a career and a role at a job where he was he had to be at work a certain time. I, on the other hand, was a salaried 
person and I had more flexibility around the time that I started and finished work. So I decided, and since I had three shifts of people that reported to me, I thought, well, what the heck, I'd like to see both, all three shifts every day that I, I can want to interact with them. So I decided to avoid traffic going into work, I'd go in at 3 a.m. And then I could, you know, I'd be there by four-ish because there wasn't really any traffic at 3 a.m., very seldom. Um, and if it was snowy or something, I'd leave earlier. But I would go in at three, so I'd get there at four. I'd leave at three, so I'd be there by four or so, right around four. And that meant I could leave at four and I wouldn't feel guilty about it. I wouldn't feel bad and I could be home in time, you know, bus, drop the kids off around 4, 4.30. Well, about 4.30 or quarter to 4.30. Yeah, gosh, 4.30, quarter to five, they got dropped off. So I could leave work at four at, and I could be home and there wasn't too big a gap where they'd usually get home, have a snack, and I started to make sure I had snacks and things ready for them so that they could just make a snack and they'd have something to do. Uh, and I wanted them to do their homework, but how often did that actually happen? Seldom, if ever. The last thing you want to do when you first get off the bus coming home from school, and you know, after a long bus ride is, is in a whole day of school, is to sit there and immediately do your homework. So I, I changed the environment to the best of my ability in terms of setting things up for myself and for the kids to have things to do and, and not feel like they were um, just hanging out there with nothing to do and no direction. And then went into work earlier. So at least one way going to work, there was none of that stress, none of that pressure of traffic. I also changed what I fed my brain and what I thought about and what I did with that time on the way to work. Instead of thinking that as a, as a troublesome dead time, I started to use that time as my quiet time. It's the only time in my life I actually had an hour of peace and quiet. So instead of thinking of it as something negative, I was like, oh my God, this is a gift of time to myself that I've never really had to just focus on thinking and planning and, and figuring out what I needed to do for my day, both at work and at home. So the commute in was usually listening to tapes or some training or some positive motivational things or some education usually educational things and then the commute home was was planning and organizing not only what I need to do the next day for work but what what was the evening gonna look like for the kids what activities did they have what did we need to do and so instead of me dreading traffic and and blaming other cars for being in my way and taking it out on them and being frustrated all the way I turned it into something that actually benefited me so not only was it a coping mechanism and there's several coping mechanisms in there right try to change the environment do what you can to change the environment if there's things you can do do them do what you focus on what you can do not what you can't do if you can't change the situation if I was locked in like my husband with certain core work hours and I couldn't change those and I couldn't do anything about that then I would have had to look at different alternatives different possibilities for the kids I would have had you know and I would have had to brainstorm and figure out what are some other things maybe I could have um, a, somebody meet them at the house you know I could have had my mother-in-law meet them at the house and spend an hour a night with them until I could get home things like that and I did do that on occasion sometimes things change all the time sometimes there'd be meetings or things that I needed to stay to work later for and so I had a couple of people that were backup but I didn't want them to be the go-to person every single day because I really wanted to, to spend time with my kids and interact with them so traffic instead of being a negative I had to turn that into a positive because number one it was stressful and it, who needs added stress and strife in their life number two I knew that there was nothing positive coming from me 
having a negative association with traffic given that it's it's an inanimate thing there's nothing i can do about the traffic it's like wanting the weather to be different yes sometimes we wish it wasn't raining but there is absolutely positively nothing we can do about the weather right except adapt and adjust to whatever conditions we need to find ourselves in outdoors so <laughs> we do what we can with what we've got and we change what we can change we we don't have to we don't have to love it but we, we usually have to accept just what is especially if it's something that's that's not controllable I don't know anybody yet that has the ability to control the weather. I don't know anybody yet who controls, you know, their their timeliness of their departure from this earth, things like that. So we need to have strategies and ways of dealing with things outside of us that we cannot necessarily control. Think of this whole COVID pandemic. How many things have popped up in your life that you're just told this is what you have to do? Hey, you have to shut your business down today you have no choice, you have no alternative. Now, you have to shut your business down because that's the new expectation guideline rule law, but that doesn't mean you're dead in the water and can't do anything. Instead of focusing on, okay, I can't run my business in my location as I normally have, what do I do now? What can I do? How can I creatively come up with something that makes it possible for me to move forward and feel like I'm making progress in my life without you know, disregarding the law but doesn't actually stop me dead in my tracks. And as we think about different coping mechanisms and different strategies, it all comes down to you and me. It all comes down to us and how we respond to things. It comes down to how we physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you know, respond to things, how we feel about them, what we think and how we interpret them, how we define them, how we define what the things that happen mean to us. Have you ever gotten stuck in one of those loops where you just keep thinking about a past event over and over and over again? And every time we think about it, it changes a little bit in our mind. And sometimes if we're thinking in a negative way, it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. We think it's the end of the world. And other times we can make it less painful and less strong based on the way we think about it. So really, any situation, anything we love or hate is totally up to us. We get to decide. So our best coping mechanism is to realize how powerful we really are in handling anything and everything that life throws our way. And anything we can do to increase our feeling of ease with that and to increase our confidence with how we deal with different changes and challenges is a coping mechanism. You know, we all have these negative triggers. There's, there's things that people will say or do or smells or things that will happen around us that will trigger us and that we can have positive triggers you know, smelling grandma's cooking always was a positive trigger for me. But um, when my ex-husband would call and say, you got a minute, you got a sec, that's a negative trigger for me. It would just be, okay, I know what's coming. And so we can take triggers and we can actually create our own triggers and associations that, that send us in a positive track. We can create triggers that make us automatically run a habitual process that is a positive coping strategy that will make sure we're better off than a negative trigger. We can focus on what we can do, not what we can't. We can control our time, our schedule, when we go to bed, when we wake up, how much energy we have, how we eat, how we sleep, what we do. We have so many more things that we can control than that we can't control, but we spend so much more time 
focusing on the things that we can't do and can't control and aren't the way we want them to be. And as long as we do that, we just keep creating more of them. Um, another thing is uh, that I find super powerful whenever I'm in a situation that feels difficult or strange or challenging is I need to move and change my physiology, change my body, take a, change my breathing, take a deep breath sometimes. Sometimes when I'm, I feel like I'm going to blow my a gasket or, you know, just scream or something, I just take a couple of deep breaths. And that gives me time to pause and think about how I really want to respond or react. I would love to know in the comments below, what is your favorite best coping mechanism? Mine is like breathe, change my body, change the, my environment. I have I very seldom in my life walked out of a meeting, but there I, I have one very clear reminder of a meeting that I was involved in, in one of my businesses with the city council meeting and a neighbor and some other stuff. And I actually listened to it for about 15 minutes and the, the people were so ridiculous and so off track, I didn't even want to respond. I didn't want to say anything. I took a deep breath and I said, excuse me, and I walked out the door. I just walked out the door. And that was my coping mechanism because I knew if I stayed and opened my mouth and reacted based on the nonsense that these people were saying, I would have responded in a way that I wasn't proud of and that was honest and true for how I felt about it, but it wasn't a reasoned out rational response. And so I just, I knew I had to, to get out of that environment. I had to get out of that meeting. I had to walk away. And then 15 minutes later, I met with the city council member. I said, this is my position on this, which was totally rational. And, and it wasn't emotional. It was like, this is oh, so far over the top. I don't even want to respond to it, but here is my response. And ended up with a much better result than had I blown a gasket in front of these people. Because that would have just made me look bad and ridiculous. And in the situation, I wasn't the bad and ridiculous one. So we, we find and we use what works for us. And it, it's a trial and error thing. Um, it didn't, my traffic position and how I feel about traffic now is very different than when I hated traffic. And it wasn't a overnight, okay, I hate traffic today. I, I don't mind traffic. I love traffic. Here's the benefit tomorrow. It was probably, you know, several months of trial and error to figure out what worked for me, what made me feel better, what made me feel worse, what wasn't going to work, what would work. Trying it and figuring out and having alternative plans of, okay, I tried this, it made me feel a little better, but it didn't really solve any of the long-term problems that I needed to solve in this particular situation. So coping mechanisms, we all have them, we all need to find them. Let's talk about the ones that work the best for you and for me. Let's talk about that. Let's have a dialogue about that in the comments below and see if we can help one another to discover better and easier and faster ways of coping with different situations. And again, it's not always just difficult situations that we need coping mechanisms for. That's it. Have an absolutely awesome day. This is our Setup for Success series as we lead into the next Get Up and Go Challenge. Have a great day, and I'll, of course, be with you tomorrow.